From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. Hi again, everyone, and welcome into the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson, a.k.a. Producer Dan. This week, we got our first real taste of the Saints and Pelicans practicing and playing around the same time. Both teams right now have an unblemished record with the Pelicans at 3-0 in preseason play. And the Saints are 5-0 heading into their Week 6 matchup with the New England Patriots. On today's show, we will look back at three great interviews from this past week. Pelicans assistant coach Randy Ayers, Yahoo Sports college football writer Pat Forty, and actor and New Orleans native Wendell Pierce will appear on today's show. Enough talking from me, let's get right to the interview. Sean Kelly's interview with Randy Ayers is up next on the Best of the Black and Blue Report. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. You're listening to the best of the Black and Blue Report. I know it's only preseason, but winning is always a good thing, and the Pelicans are doing just that. Earlier this week, Sean Kelly caught up with lead assistant coach Randy Ayers to talk about this team and Anthony Davis. Well, today's show from Jacksonville continues with Pelicans lead assistant coach Randy Ayers, and the team is uh, preparing for their final game of this road trip tonight against the Orlando Magic. 
Uh, Coach, first of all, I'm glad that you joined us here on the Black and Blue Report. And, uh, you know, I've been talking a lot over the last couple of shows about kind of the growth of the players, especially the ones that have been in the program now for a little while. And here you and the, and the coaching staff have been together now for several years and kind of hit me this morning that perhaps there's, there's growth that is worthy talking about if, as you all as a staff have grown over the last couple of years. Is it, is it there? What, what can you put your finger on? Well, I think you, you, you see some growth. I think we're a little bit more comfortable with each other and with our roles. Uh, Monty has changed uh, our roles, not changed it, but given us some more responsibility or some different responsibilities this year and in, in our focus and also I think we're, we're adjusting from that standpoint. But I think with uh, being comfortable with each other, I think you see that. Um, you know, I point to our younger guys on the staff, Bryson Graham and Jamel McMillan. They've really uh, stepped forward, I think, and their personalities are starting to come out, and you like to see that uh, in young coaches. You really see them being more comfortable. So we like that. Uh, they, those guys, young guys challenge our players. You know, they're still young enough to play and still have their legs, and, and the, both of them really understand the game. Uh, and I, 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 so I think it's it's uh, it's a been growth from that standpoint, and uh, you know we're just trying to help and support each other, and it, you know it's fun to be on this staff. Think back to when you were young, like those guys, and I know that wasn't too long ago, Randy. <laughs> but you know who were the guys that were senior to you at that time? You know, roles have seemingly reversed. You're you're mentoring those young members of the staff now. When you were that age and you were young in your coaching career, who were some of the influences that were doing the same for you? Well, I think it's set up a little different now. Okay. I, I think your player development was more from a team standpoint, more from a group standpoint. Okay. We had bigs and smalls. Now we have two or three players that were responsible for their growth and development both on and off the court. So I think it's set up a little a bit different. I think the head coach pretty much uh, handled both those situations. It, they. Uh, Monty has really done a good job of giving us responsibilities and, and sort of let us uh, inject some of our philosophy with the PD for those players. So I think it's set up a little bit differently uh, than it was back when I was growing up. But, uh, you know, the fun part of it is you, you, you get to coach. You get to put some of your personal, uh, personal touches on, on your particular players. And from that standpoint, it's been great. It's almost as if you're describing almost like a like a, a pod system for coaching now, as opposed to position groups. Is that how I'm reading this? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it, it, it's always fun when you can teach. One of the things that I've always enjoyed about the job is being able to teach and, and uh, during the summer, during the off months, so to speak, is to go out and get new ideas from other coaches around the country and, and then bring them back to our situation and, and, and have a filter you know, use the things that can help our guys grow and develop and, and you know, push aside those that don't. Decades long for you in the, in the world of basketball, and in all that time, so many different teams that you've been around. It seems, though, Randy, as, as, as even as short as a, I've been in the game, each team has its own personality. Sometimes it comes out early, sometimes it seems it's, it's later. But as far as this group goes, and I know it's early in camp, can, can you start to – I don't want to put a label on it, but can you start to describe the personality of this current Pelicans group at this point? I think it's still early. I think it, you're going to see it develop more once we get Eric and Tyreek back on the court full time because they're, 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 they're dominant personalities from a playing standpoint. Now, both of them are sort of quiet off the court, but once they get on the court, 
their playing personalities are really different, and they'll really impact this team quite a bit, especially putting the ball on the floor and going to, to create scoring situations for not only themselves but, but others. So, Sean, I think you're going to see it develop more as we get into the year and as we get those two individuals back on the court. You saw in Dallas uh, the difference that Bryant Roberts made his scoring personality on the floor and how Monty went to him late in the game because now we're, we're feeling more comfortable with what he can do on the floor. And you saw how he sort of took over that game in the fourth quarter with 17 points, I think. So Eric and, and Tyreek will be, bring that type of dynamic, that di scoring dynamic and being able to create off the dribble to this team as well. We haven't had that in a while. No, you know, and, and people were switching on us a lot. Yep. You know, 1-5 switch, 1-4 switch, and now we've got a chance to, to, to create some scoring opportunities off the dribble. Do teams need a vocal leader, a guy off the floor that kind of leads the way? I think so. I think you see a lot uh, with Anthony now, uh, who, who's got a great personality. I, I mean, I love his uh, non-basketball personality. Uh, off the court, he's a very engaging individual, and I, you know, he's not afraid to speak up now. And I think coach has done a good job of putting it, putting him in that situation. All right, the road trip wraps up against the Magic, and and we all love winning. But this time of year, wins and losses may take a backseat to other things during training camp. What what against the Magic would kind of cap this road trip off nicely here early in camp? Well, defensive growth. Mm -hmm. We see our rotation starting to develop a little bit more, defensive communication uh, developing a little bit more. Uh, uh, Jason and Lance are probably our best uh, defensive communicators, but we've got to spread that out across the board. And so if we can see that coming out of this game, uh, that type of growth, it would really uh, be pleasing from a coaching standpoint. Outstanding. Good stuff. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Uh, as always, thank you. Thanks, guys. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to college football and hear from Yahoo Sports college football writer Pat Forty on the best of the Black and Blue Report. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, What? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for games throughout the Pelicans season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. 
This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. I'm Daniel Salerson. Lots of great college football action this weekend. If you're listening to this right now at 12, then you're getting ready for Tulane to host the Pirates of East Carolina. And Florida enters Death Valley to take on the Tigers of LSU. To get you ready for this weekend's action, Sean Kelly spoke with Yahoo Sports writer Pat Forty on Thursday's show. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We want to touch on college football a little bit here as we continue throughout this week. A busy one as the Pelicans and the Saints are really uh, kind of going at it full go now. And uh, certainly college football is in the same boat as we roll toward the middle of October now. And he's been on before, and we're certainly uh, thankful to have him back on again. But Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports joins us. He's our, I guess you could call it, Pat, you're our national college football expert, if we can uh, put that mantle on you and uh, proceed with questioning from that standpoint. <laughs> well, you all are on shaky ground if I'm your expert, but let's proceed anyway. Shall, shall we? Yes. Uh, interesting take by you about the Pac-12. I think you're spot on, but here in SEC country, I don't think they've been paying attention to what's been going on out west. And you, sir, say that the month of October belongs to those late kickoffs and those teams in the Pac-12, as opposed to maybe what we're all traditionally used to seeing in the SEC. Yeah, uh, you know it's a great year uh, for basketball, for football. I'm sorry, out there, and and the the schedule breaks where you know October 5th to November 7th, most of the really key national games are being played uh, in the Pac-12. Yet they have four teams ranked in the top 16, and they're all playing each other. Stanford and Washington played a, a very exciting three-point game uh, October 5th, and now Oregon goes to Washington on the 12th. Then UCLA has the worst back-to-back road trips of anybody in the country. They go to Stanford on the 19th and Oregon on the 26th. And then Oregon and Stanford play each other on a Thursday night, November 7th. And then we can get back to LSU-Alabama and the SEC after that. But for now, the Pac-12 is where it's at. But I can't remember, Pat, at any point in the last, let's say, decade at least, that the Pac-12 has been able to say we're the marquee thing in a, over a, a month of the college football season. How do we get to this conversation? Great question, because we haven't been able to say that before. And, uh, you know, I think really the, the, the conference has just added depth. They've added really good coaches. If you look at some of the hires that have been made, that Jim Mora, major step up at UCLA. Um, Rich Rodriguez, major step up at Arizona. Uh, Mike Leach has, has, has resuscitated Washington State. Oregon has kept it going after losing Chip Kelly. Stanford has kept it going after losing uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. The, the the shocking thing to me is that we're talking about the Pac-12 like this, and USC isn't even in the conversation. That tells you uh, how much broader the league has gotten because it used to be USC and everybody else. Pat, the 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 somewhat tired but maybe somewhat relevant argument that that we get down here in SEC country with regard to the Pac-12 is is well, if those teams played our teams head to head, this would be a whole different story. Or if those Pac-12 teams played the same type of schedule that the SEC teams would play maybe they wouldn't be ranked so high. Is there any relevancy to that, or can we can we look into that at all? 
Well, I think, uh, by and large, they play a tougher schedule. If you look at it, they play nine league games. SEC plays eight. And they're more willing, I think, other than a, a few SEC teams, more willing to schedule uh, legitimate non-conference opponents. I mean, they had several games head-to-head with the Big Ten. Oregon has had a series with uh, Tennessee. And it's, you know, Tennessee's down, but that's not Oregon's fault. They scheduled the series. Uh, Washington routed Boise State. And we saw Boise State come into SEC country a couple of years ago and, and beat uh, the Tar out of Georgia. So, you know, they put up some good wins. UCLA has beaten Nebraska two years in a row. Uh, I, I don't think you can not knock, knock the schedule. And you could probably go, I think, this year, team for team, SEC and Pac-12, and it would be pretty darn competitive. You know, I think uh, Oregon, hey, who wouldn't like to see an Oregon-Alabama matchup right now? Oh, I'd, uh, I'd, Stanford's I'd... the second-best team. Maybe Stanford and a healthy Georgia matchup. Uh, LSU against UCLA. I mean, I think those would be very good games. I don't think it's a, a SEC walkover by any stretch. Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports with us here on the Black and Blue Report. I keep trying to trap him, but I can't. He's got a solid argument here. Um, <laughs> you know, Pat, with the with the dominance of the SEC over recent history here, that's turned into basically becoming a an NFL football factory. There's so many SEC guys that go on and do well in the NFL. With the Pac-12 now emerging, will we start to see more uh, contributions to the NFL from that league? And if so, are there some names you can share with us? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I think we've already started to see it. I mean, Stanford has put out a bunch of NFL guys. Uh, Oregon's putting some out. Uh, you know, and I think there will be more in the future. I, you know, I think you could probably say right now that the number one tight end in the country is at Washington, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Everybody thinks he's going to be a first-round pick. Marcus Mariota. A lot of people think he's the second-best pro prospect quarterback behind Teddy Bridgewater uh, from Oregon. Uh, you know, a lot of the speed guys from Oregon are going to have, certainly have a chance to play. UCLA, Anthony Barr is probably a top-ten pick, maybe a top-five pick, pass rusher, uh, outside linebacker, defensive end type. So there's, there is talent out there. There may not be the, the numbers of draft picks that you're going to see from the SEC, but you're going to see – uh, some very high high picks and some impact players in the NFL. That's a natural lead into my next question. We're almost, wouldn't you say we're about halfway through or getting close to it? Um, you want to handicap the Heisman race at this point, Pat? Yeah, you know, it, it looks like a quarterback race, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I still have Johnny Manziel on top. Can't knock what he has done. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people expected the offseason to catch up with him, the, the, you know, the controversies and the attention, the stress and everything. It didn't. He played so well against Alabama. That, I think, sticks with a lot of people, and he's played very well since then, too. So, for now, he's still on top of my list. Uh, I think Mariota from Oregon is certainly up there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater from Louisville, who I think probably is going to be the top quarterback taken in the NFL draft. It's having a great season. It's just nobody notices because they, they don't play anybody. Um, you know, and several other quarterbacks. Aaron Murray for Georgia has, had, has just been phenomenal, uh, as, as good as, as anybody out there. And, uh, you know, I think if you, if you want a dark horse, maybe, uh, Lake Seastrunk from Baylor, who leads the Big 12 in rushing and has two second-half carries all year because they've been beating people so badly. They've been putting their guys on the bench. But he's 11.1 yards per carry threat to go 80 with it every time he touches it that's crazy you can get lost in waco texas i've been there there's no doubt about that um pat forty from yahoo sports with us you know everybody here is going to be talking about lsu florida this weekend and rightfully so it's you know in in the backyard the 
and and certainly a, a great rivalry over the years. If if you were to give us though your list of um, must watch TV this weekend, what's what are the marquee uh, what are the marquee ones for you? Well, that game's definitely on the list. Um, you know, I, I was at the game last year in Gainesville and was very surprised to see uh, Florida just punch them in the mouth like that. And that was a signal that Florida was off to a very good season and that maybe there was, the LSU was a little bit susceptible. And I expect kind of a revenge uh, motive this time around. I expect LSU to be more than ready and to handle that game. And LSU's offense just is so much better now than it has been in recent years. Uh, but other than that, Oregon-Washington, that's the game I'm going to be going to. Uh Two teams that are both playing the hurry-up, no huddle now. So that could be, you know, 200 plays and 100 points. That should be fun. And I think uh, the Red River shootout to Oklahoma and Texas uh, could be Mac Brown's last stand there. If, if he loses that game, I think it's probably the end of the line for Mac. So uh, I think it's very much worth watching there to see what develops. Yeah, well, I'll hope to have you on in a couple of weeks, and I would imagine that Mac Brown conversation will be even hotter by the time that you and I talk again. That's for sure. Uh, Pat, enjoy the uh, baseball postseason in your free time, if you don't mind. And uh, and we'll keep an eye on your Missouri Tigers a little bit, too. Uh, don't they have a big one this weekend? They do, actually. Undefeated going between the hedges. And, uh, and Georgia is so beaten up, I think Missouri can win the game. Uh, and if Missouri gets to 6-0, and I, geez, I certainly wouldn't have expected that. I don't think anybody could have at this point. Gary Pinkle, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports. Our college football expert, Pat, appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend's games. I hope that you uh, get a good shootout in the, out in the Northwest like you're hoping for. My pleasure. Thank you. It should be another exciting week of college football, to say the least. Coming up next, actor and New Orleans native Wendell Pierce joins the show on the best of the Black and Blue Report. The hippest senior dance team in the NBA, the Crescent City Classics, presented by People's Health, are ready to show you their moves and teach you a fun routine to perform at a Pelicans home game. The Crescent City Classics dance clinics in the month of November are for Pelicans fans over the age of 50, and each participant receives six total hours of dance instruction, a t-shirt, and a ticket to a Pelicans home game. Space is limited. For more info and pricing, visit pelicans.com today. Somewhere, in a town like the one you're in, there is a person, like you, headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. 
Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Welcome back to the best of the Black and Blue Report. You might have seen our next guest on The Wire, Treme, and now you'll see him on NBC's The Michael J. Fox Show. Wendell Pierce, a New Orleans native and diehard New Orleans sports fan, called in yesterday and chatted with Rob Nice. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the weekend edition. It's Rob Nice here in the studio. We are two days away from the Saints and Patriots kicking off in Foxborough. The Pelicans have had their first three preseason games, and we have one Sunday in Biloxi. We'll keep you updated with all of that. But right now, on the phone, if I can, I'll just tell a special story real quick. Well, when, when hosting uh, the NBA games, one day this guy took my job. And he came out with the trumpet and did the intros for the team and came up behind me when the game started and said, you know what, your, your job is safe. We got we got Wendell Pierce on the phone. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good, Rob. Your job is always safe, man. No one can replace you, brother. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm, I'm still waiting on my trumpet lessons. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, the trombone, man, the trombone. Okay. That's trombone player. That's what I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wendell Pierce, uh, just in case you guys need a reminder, it is the star actor on the HBO show Tremaine, and uh, is also on. Uh, he made his appearance on Suits, and is now on the Michael J. Fox show. You're all over the place, man. What do you? What, what all do you have going on that I'm missing here? Oh, I, yeah. I'm trying to stay as busy as possible, man. Uh, yeah. What? Well, well, all the acting is happening. Uh, Tremaine's final season is coming up in December doing the Michael J. Fox show. I have a movie out now called Four. Here, over in Europe, I have a movie called Mobius. That's out of spy uh, espionage movie. And um, But also have Sterling Farms, which is my grocery store here in the New Orleans area. We're Alvaro and Morero, uh, the top of names. There we uh, go. So, you know, just, just trying to be as diverse as possible. And uh, while I'm being an actor, at the same time, create an economic engine here in New Orleans, you know, with Sterling Farms Grocery. And it is noted that you are a New Orleans native, and and uh, it, it, I would I would I would say Saints fan. Is is that okay to say? Oh man, that that that's an understatement. I have I have been a Saints fan my entire life. I was you know a little boy going to Tulane Stadium um, on Sunday mornings with my dad and my brothers, and it's uh, one of the one of the joys of life. <laughs> waiting for that kickoff on Sunday. Uh, or Thursday or Monday, yeah. Um, waiting for the Saints to play, man. And we are we are watching um, a a historic run in this era with uh, Drew Brees and uh, Coach Payton. We are we. This is our dynasty. Okay, and, and I know that uh, I've been around a couple sets a few times. There's some down times with, with craft services and stuff. You may be in the big trailer away from everybody sometimes, but I know you have these conversations with a lot of people who are not from uh, the South and New Orleans in particular. Do you ever get into uh, a back and forth with, with people who have their favorite teams in the NFL? And if so, how good is it to have your team now at 5-0? and I am working in New York now constantly, so I am just – I'm giving it to all the cats up there, man, who are uh, Giants fans and Jets fans. We're all going to go to the game uh, when they play the Jets in New York. I've been talking so much trash on set, telling them, how could how could you even have a sports show about the Giants right now and not be talking about the Saints? The Giants aren't worthy of sports uh, discussion and conversation. And uh, they have a couple of Patriot fans on set now, so we have a couple of bets going. I've gotten... 
uh, crabs from Miami for that win. Uh, I'm going to get something, uh, a great dinner for the Jets win that we have, and I'm trying to come up with something uh, when we beat the Patriots on Sunday night. That's just going to define the, the midway point of the season for me. You know, 6-0, and going into our bye week. Man, that that that's the goal around here, and and hopefully the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, formerly the Hornets, can can have that same start out the gate. Uh, and you got a chance to do the intros at the New Orleans Arena. Uh, how is your your love for basketball? I know it's not as 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 traditional as the Saints were, where you can go back in the day and remember where you used to go to the games. But are you a big NBA fan as well? Hold on, I was in the Superdome as a little kid. I played in the halftime of a Jazz game. Bitty basketball, a, a quarter of bitty basketball with Pistol Pete Maravich checking me out. So I go way back with New Orleans basketball too, brother. Oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to the Pelicans, man. I think we're going to, I think uh, we're going to have a lot of great young talent. Right. Uh, um, I just didn't want to call you old. I didn't want to call you old. I, I didn't want to do oh, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I called myself old. That's cool. Yeah, no, I, remember, I remember when the Jazz first came to the Dome. So, uh, yeah, the Pelicans have a great team, man. And, and, and Anthony Davis is just a monster. I, I love that kid. Well, we've had a, a a pretty good, a decent start out the gate uh, for preseason. Coach Monty Williams has a a, a, a bunch of new players uh, in his offense, and they played great so far with Drew Holiday and Tyreek Evans. We hope we have him back for the regular season. Now you got the movies out, and uh, you, you've done the documentaries about the city of New Orleans, and now, like you said, you you have the the grocery store. Uh, what is the main purpose when when you do things like the grocery store and and talking about the city of New Orleans? Uh, what is next on your plate to, to make sure that you get the message? I'm from New Orleans, and I'm here to make sure that not only uh, to rebuild but to sustain and to do things that the city of New Orleans has never seen before. Well, what happens is when you almost lose something as precious as this city is and as precious as our culture is and as precious as our people are, uh, it would be a disservice and a dishonor to all those people that we did lose if we didn't fight to make sure that this city came back bigger and better. And wherever I go, um, I always talk about the great American city of New Orleans. It is the northernmost Caribbean city, the last Bohemia, one of the great ports of the world, one of the birthplaces and continuing uh, um, landmarks of some great art and music. And so that's the thing that is so important that, is communicated as I go throughout the world. And our culture and world is so loved and beloved all around the world. And uh, that's something that uh, we should never lose sight of uh, and, and hold this precious jewel up. And I always think about that kid 20 years from now saying, when New Orleans needed you the most, what did you do? And I wanted to have a great answer for that. And that's what I try to do when I build Sterling Farms, when I go out and act, and actually I'm coming back and doing more, uh, trying to do more uh, theater here um, in New Orleans. So that's that's key, man. And then when you have such cultural icons like the Pelicans and, of course, the Saints, that brings the community together in a way that, you know, you can't even, you can't even uh, quantify. It's so special. Um, so um, that's, that's 
All about New Orleans, brother. There we go, man. Now, we hope to see you at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome for the next home game, which we, we, we'll we be off next week, and then uh, we come back against the Buffalo Bills. But, you know, we have a bunch of games, and we'll have a seat ready for you, man, whenever you make it back to the oh, Crescent yeah. City. Uh, the next name we can catch you on, of course, is the Michael J. Fox Show. Uh, how is it working with him, you, you know, with, with him dealing with, with his condition but still wanting to – uh, put it out there and, and put the comedic element into it. And the show, from what I've seen, is incredible. Uh, what are your thoughts on on uh, taking on yet another venture with that show and working with Michael J. Fox? Well, Michael's great, man. Uh, Michael's a testament to uh, uh, to resilience and focus. And he's really a man who said, listen, Parkinson's is just a part of my life. It is not my whole life and not my complete life. And him doing the show is just uh, it's a testament to that, making sure that people know that this is not something that should just debilitate you and put you on the sideline and keep you from living the life that you want to live. It is just a part of your life. And actually, everyone has their own bag of hammers, as he called it. You know, we all have our little uh, crosses to bear and, you know, that, that one thing that's chronic for us. And this just happens to be his. But what the show is about is just showing that in spite of all of that, that he's going through personal still has the thing that he loves to do, which is uh, being active in the show, being active on uh, television. And the most important thing is the love of family. And, um, and it's a family comedy, and Michael's a great, uh, a great comic actor. And, you know, he said, you know, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines anymore. I'm going to come back and do the thing that I love, and I'm not going to let this one thing that is not my complete life but just a part of my life. I'm not going to let that stand in the way. And so it's great working with him. I worked with him years ago in a movie called Casualties of War by Brian De Palma. And uh, it's been like you know, over 20 years. And uh, to come back together on primetime television on NBC on Thursday nights, you know, which is a special night on NBC, is a, it's a real uh, treasure. It's a real honor, you know. Uh, and it's the first thing I've done that, you know, some of the kids in my family can see. Because I'm always on, you know, giving cursing up the storm and, definitely man well congratulations on the new show and once again that that thursday slot is definitely the primetime slot on there wendell pierce we look forward to having you in the studio in person we'll see you at the dome we'll see you at the new orleans arena and thank you for calling in and having time for the black and blue report thanks guys when we come back i'll wrap things up and get you ready for another great week on the Black and Blue Report. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor, or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is, yes, we have a location near you, expertise and convenience great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician to find one near you visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER that's o-c-h-s-n-e-r auctioner healthcare with peace of mind 
Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans as we tip off the 2013-14 season with a lineup headlined by All-Star Drew Holiday, former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Edmonds, and Anthony Davis. With the release of the five-game flex plan, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see All-Star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. I'd like to thank Randy Ayers, Pat Forty, and Wendell Pierce for coming on this week, along with our other great guest. On Monday's show, we'll have a reaction from Sunday's Saints and Patriots game. And don't forget to head out to Biloxi, Mississippi tomorrow or today if you're listening on Sunday when the Pelicans take on the Atlanta Hawks. Tickets are still available for Sunday's game. You can pick them up in Biloxi. You can always follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report, or you can follow Sean Kelly at Sean Kelly Live, and you can follow me at D Salerson for the latest on your Pelicans and this show. Don't forget, you can always listen to the show anytime on New Orleans Saints and Pelicans.com, plus the Saints mobile app. You can also have the show delivered right to your iPhone, iPad, or laptop via iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Well, that'll do it for today's show. For Sean Kelly, Rob Nice, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. 